0: Everybody,
1: what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lights Out Podcast. I'm your host Josh. As always, I've got my brother and producer Joel here in the studio with me. And man, oh man, do we have an episode for you today? What is scarier than wild turkeys flying? <laughs> That's some scary shit, man. That is. That was a a new new thing I learned. Was that oh wild yeah, turkeys dude. can fly? Oh my god, that was hilarious though. But what's scarier than wild turkeys flying? is the Mothman. And that is what we are diving into today. Legendary cryptid, lots of creepy stories about this one. And a lot of people do believe the Mothman really exists or did exist at one time. So that is what we're going to be getting into in today's episode. Now, before we get into all that, there's a few things I wanted to mention. First of all, I wanted to mention that I have my very own CBD wellness brand. And the reason I'm just talking about this now is because we actually launched about two weeks ago. It's called Higher Love Wellness, and we wanted to, you know, kind of slow roll it out. We talked about on some of our other shows, which if you didn't know, I'm on another show called Mile Higher Podcast. So maybe you're somebody who has just binged all of (laughs) Lights Out, and you're like, Josh, I need more. Then you need to go check out Mile Higher Podcast, because we do actually cover a lot of true crime, some
0: paranormal on there definitely Um,
1: as well as like some conspiracy stuff on there we've got tons of UFO aliens stuff that we cover on that show as well so if you're bored you run out of stuff on lights out definitely check out mile higher now back to higher love wellness So if you're somebody out there who is looking for a natural way to get some therapeutic benefits to maybe just help chill you out, Joel for one, (laughs) me, I mean, CBD is a really, really great option for you because CBD is, if you don't know what that is, it's a cannabinoid that is derived from the hemp plant. And what's cool about it is that it has a lot of these benefits uh, that can help with anxiety, can help you with sleep, can help you with uh, pain, pain relief uh it can oh, help yeah. you with a number of different things i mean cbd is really just an awesome awesome co- compound really i mean it really can help you in all sorts of ways but what's cool about it and what makes it different from weed or marijuana is that it does not uh have the thc part in there that gets you
0: high right the psychoactive uh chemical effect, effect. effect. exactly yeah
1: so you get all of those therapeutic benefits without the high and best of all it's legal in all 50 u.s states and my website harlevelland.com we offer a variety of different products for you to check out. We've got CBD oil, so if you like to, you know, it's like tincture, so if you you can take it under the tongue directly, you can put it in a drink. We also have uh, gummies, so if you like edibles, we'd also have really really good gummies. Which Don't- are
0: delicious by the way.
1: Thank you. Thank like, you. They
0: literally taste like sour patch kids.
1: They are. They <laughs> taste like candy, very low sugar. Uh-huh. All natural vegan as well. Really, really good stuff. We also have uh, vape cartridges. If uh-huh. you like to vape CBD, that's actually what I've got right here. Yes. Really, really good stuff. It, it, this is actually Blueberry OG. And I got to say, guys, like as a CBD user for a long time, I actually am starting to prefer CBD over uh, THC and marijuana in a lot of ways, uh-huh. especially when it comes to working, because you can vape this all day at work, keep all yourself right. chilled out, keep your overall self calm mm-hmm. is really the best way to put it is it really just calms your body oh yeah and lowers that anxiety and it, it, what it does is it works with your endocannabinoid system mm. which helps maintain your body's homeostasis nice and it just helps keep everything mellow
0: oh yeah you know it's it's all natural cbd like It's all natural. I'm bringing my body nothing but good stuff.
1: And what's cool, guys, is that this was something uh, a passion company and brand that I've wanted to do for a long time is that we we live in Colorado. I don't know if we've ever even said that on the show. I'm pretty sure we have said we're in Colorado. But yeah, we have all of our products, all the CBD that's extracted from the hemp plant is all grown, all produced, all manufactured right here in Colorado. Little farm just north of denver i mean this is some of the best quality stuff that's out there there's a lot of trash cbd out there i'm not oh, gonna lie
0: definitely i've had some trash cbd before
1: They're, they offer cbd everywhere but mm-hmm. if you want really good shit that's gonna actually help you it's gonna taste good it's gonna it's just gonna be miles above the rest definitely, definitely check out higher level wellness we've also got stuff for we have a pain relief salve we have some other products on there as well that um really really can help you and in all forms.
0: And I must say, I love the logo. I love the design. Like, this thing looks so
1: cool. Thank you, man. So. Yeah, it was a long time in the making, and I'm so happy to finally announce it here on Lights Out. So, if you're somebody who's, you know, maybe had, you know, tried CBD before, or you're an active CBD user, or you've never tried it before, definitely want to check us out. Oh, yeah. I got to mention because I know there's people out there that love to dab. Oh, If you yeah. love to dab or use concentrates, cannabis concentrates, then you definitely need to try our CBD wax. This stuff is amazing. It's the most effective way to consume CBD. Immediate effects, you will feel. You will feel an nice. immediate sense of calmness come over you after you dab some CBD wax. So. I'll stop talking because (laughs) we got to get into the Mothman. But definitely, guys, if you want to try out some CBD, check out higherlovelness.com. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And lastly, before we get into the episode, this episode of the Lights Out podcast is brought to you by American Giant, Plush Care, and Bartleby Learn. So let's go ahead and dive into the very, very interesting and quite spooky story of the Mothman. So on November 12th, 1966, five men were digging graves in a cemetery outside Clendenin, West Virginia, when all of a sudden they saw what looked like a man flying in the sky. Now this man was completely brown with huge wings, and at first they're we like, mm, doesn't really look like a man. And this thing swooped down close to the ground, and then it flew over a few patches of trees before it disappeared. So, to break that down, we're talking about a humanoid-type creature. It had two legs, two arms that were actually wings, and some red, scary eyes. Now, the next sighting of this mysterious flying creature happened just a few days later. Two young married couples were driving down a dark country road near the West Virginia Ordnance Works, also called the TNT area, in Mason County, West Virginia. The TNT area is 3,655 acres of woods, farmland, and wetlands, and during World War II, it was actually used as industrial land, and there was still an abandoned explosive factory on the site, along with explosives stored in underground bunkers, hence the name. Near this site is a long, straight road that local teens used as a drag strip. And on November 15, 1966, Roger Scarberry was driving along this road with his wife, Linda, and their friends, Steve and Mary Mallette, around midnight. And as they drove past the power plant, Linda and Mary saw something standing on the side of the road. So Roger slowed the car down in order to get a better look. And that's when they saw this huge man-like creature, about six or seven feet tall, with giant wings folded on its back. But they didn't see any arms or even ahead in the car's headlights they saw two glowing red eyes and it didn't seem to like the light and it started to move awkwardly away the clumsy movement was somehow more terrifying and caused roger to slam on the gas and as they took off at first they thought they were safe but then the glowing eyes appeared in front of them in the road and they were at least two inches wide and about six inches apart It then lifted off the ground and zoomed over the top of the car. The wings were even bigger than they had thought. They estimated that it had at least a 10 foot wingspan. So think about this for a minute. Can you imagine driving in your car and honestly having anything unidentifiable fly over you, but to have a fuzzy man-like creature with a 10 feet wingspan with red glowing eyes, what is that? You brought this up before the show. It kind of reminded you of Jeepers Creepers. Oh,
0: yeah. And I can't get the song out of my head. <laughs> I know, right? Jeepers Creepers. When you brought the creepers, that up, I was, like, I was like, Where'd you get those eyes? I was going to say that.
1: That was a good <laughs> good comparison because yeah. talk about a creepy movie. That man. movie's scary as fuck. It really is. That's a great comparison. So imagine having that type of experience. And again, this is late at night. Mm-hmm. You got this fuzzy. Flying creature, glowing eyes flying around over you. Definitely would have been scared. So Roger ended up flooring it and ended up getting his car up to 100 miles an hour. But this creature kept right up with them and it was flying right behind them, zooming through the air without even flapping its wings. And that's when they heard a loud metallic screeching noise, almost like a record being played at a really fast speed. And when they finally made it into town, the creature was nowhere to be found. Linda was in the passenger seat and happened to get a very good look at the flying creature. And she was hysterical at this point and wanted to go straight to the police station. But the others knew that no one at the police station would ever believe them. And before they told anyone else, they had to be sure of what they had seen. So together, they decided to drive back toward the TNT area to see if that creature was still in the area. So they drove along a dark country road and when they reached the power plant, Roger slowed down and stopped the car. And that's when they spotted it again in a field near the old National Guard armory buildings. And once again, they heard this metallic screeching noise. And this time it was so loud, it was literally causing physical pain in their ears. And this time before they could drive away, the creature lifted straight into the air and landed right in front of them extending its massive wings. And this was the best look they had gotten of it thus far. And they said that it was even larger than they had thought before. So Roger turned on the headlights in order to get an even better look. And I'm assuming you probably turn on the brights at this point, because I'd be like, what the, f-? you know, I'd want to really light this thing up to really see what it was. Because I'm sure, like, at the same time, you're like, are my eyes playing tricks on me? Like, sometimes in the dark, you know, things can kind of, yeah, true. Ordinary things might start seeming like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, more mythical Definitely. <laughs> at that point. So
0: Could have been some cattle crossing the road as well. Or flying something. cattle. <laughs> <laughs> some flying cattle. All right, never mind. <laughs> cattle with wings. <laughs> right. Or
1: like, you know, an owl or something. You know, or ah, just like right. a big bird. You know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, good point. So it makes sense that you'd want to light it up to see what it really was. And again, this time when they turn on the headlights... The creature again backed away and disappeared into the night. And it became very clear to them that whatever this thing was, it did not like the light. So again, they drove back into town and this time they're all extremely freaked out because this thing just landed right in front of them. And all four of them agreed to immediately report it to the Mason County Sheriff's Office, which made this the first official Mothman sighting on record. When they arrived at the police station, the deputy knew the couples actually, and, and he actually believed they were telling the truth. The deputy decided to separate them so that they could write out their statements. And he put them each in a different room and told them to write down exactly what had happened. And that makes sense. I mean, it's a good tactic to see if they're all going to tell the same story or if, you know, everybody's story is going to be different. And they also asked them to make a rough sketch of what they had seen. And after they had completed this, the deputy read their statements. And every single detail, matched up, and even the sketches looked very similar to one another. After confirming the details of the sighting they had had, the deputy went with the couples again back to the TNT area around 2 a.m. that night. When they got there, they found some hoof-like footprints and saw a few shadowy figures moving in the darkness, but nothing like the couples had described, no mothmen. The deputy tried to radio an update, but a terrible sound distorted the frequency before he could speak, and the couples informed him that was the creature making that noise. They tried to leave, but a dust cloud came out of nowhere and blocked the view of the road. The deputy later said he rarely was ever scared, but at that point he was ready to get the hell out of there. That night, Linda never calmed down. Linda's hysterical this whole time and she has to go back to this place three fucking times. That's probably wasn't a good thing for her because she actually had to be treated medically for shock. Oh wow. And it even got worse, her ear started bleeding. And they discovered that she actually had suffered a concussion, all from hearing this creature's screeching call. But this can also happen when there's a sudden and dramatic change in air pressure. That was what the medical experts told her. But Linda was very certain that her injuries were caused by this mysterious creature. And over the next several days, she got phone calls that were just beeping sounds or screeching noises. She also heard disembodied voices and saw objects move on their own. She also told her friends she was visited by men in black suits who wanted to talk to her about what she saw men in black visited her after this whole experience it's very interesting because if you know there's any truth to that then that really ups the ante on this story
0: and men in black remind me again why they were so so men in black if you're
1: not familiar with men in black there's obviously the movies men in black and in the movies the men in black are secret government agents who investigate basically paranormal events and then those movies obviously it's a fictional movie but they're they're dealing with aliens yeah so a lot of people do believe that there are these secret agents a part of some government agency that we don't know about that are called the men in black they were meant they wear black suits and they show up when strange things happen whether it's ufos Uh, whether it's sightings of cryptids much like the mothman So if that's the case, then this kind of lines up with a lot of other people's experiences with the men in black because they show up to try and scare you and get you to stay quiet about what you had seen. You obviously witnessed something that you weren't supposed to witness and they don't want that information getting out. So they show up at your door and what's going to scare you more than two (laughs) strange individuals in black suits knocking on your door telling you don't ever speak about what you saw or else this bullets for you. Good point. So that's, that's what they essentially told Lindos, stay quiet and that her friends should do the same. But it was too late at this point because the police report was already filed and the police had already talked to the press. And the next morning, after being exhausted from being up all night, they described the experience in detail for the Point Pleasant Register. And during the interview, Roger said if he had been alone, he never would have said anything to anyone, but since there were four of them and they all saw the same thing, he knew it was real. They insisted it wasn't a bird, bat, or any animal that they had ever seen before, and if it looked like anything, they said it would be an angel. That's crazy. I mean, that's wild. I, I think, you know, we we are so quick to dismiss people's, you know, claims about what they've seen, but at the same time, it's like. These guys were very, very particular about what they had saw. They saw some type of humanoid creature that had wings that was black with red eyes. And the closest thing they could compare it to to help people understand what they saw was an angel. I mean, seems pretty specific to be making it up. Roger and Steve said that they both wanted to go back to the TNT area to look for it some more. They thought maybe it lived in the abandoned power plant in one of those giant boilers. So Steve planned to drive out that night, but Roger only wanted to go when it was light out. And the story was published on November 16th in the Point Pleasant Register with the headline, couples see man-sized bird, dot, dot, dot creature, dot, 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 something. The morning after they filed the report, the sheriff held a press conference about the sighting and everyone in town was talking about the flying man out by the power plant. The second reported sighting was that same day. Marcella Bennett was with her young daughter, brother, and sister-in-law when they saw something shaped like a man with enormous wings. Marcella said the neck went way down into the chest, much like a bird, and it stood casually nearby like it was waiting for her to walk up to it. But obviously she was terrified by the thing because it had these horrible, spooky, glowing red eyes. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not walking up to anything or anybody who's got glowing red eyes.
0: Definitely not. I'm going the
1: opposite direction. (laughs) Yep. Because anybody with glowing red eyes, probably not somebody you want to meet or something you want to fuck (laughs)
0: with. Or come close to. Seriously.
1: So after this sighting, she had anxiety, paranoia, and even terrifying nightmares. She felt like the Mothman was watching her all the time and she could feel its presence near her. There were at least eight more sightings in the area over the next three days, and soon national media outlets picked up the story and people across the country were trying to figure out the mystery from the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And the sightings continued, with over hundred reported over the next 13 months, and many more people saw it, but were too afraid to come forward. A hundred reported sightings is a lot of sightings, and in a 13 month period in a certain area, I think there's some validity to that. The newspapers kept writing stories about the sightings and even came up with multiple nicknames. And the one nickname that stuck was the Mothman. On November 27th, less than two weeks after the first sighting, a woman named Connie Carpenter was scared half to death when she was driving home from church. She had just left the church service when it appeared in front of her car and she said it had red eyes like the devil. And this encounter with the mothman completely traumatized her and she couldn't stop talking about these red eyes that she felt like were still watching her even after the encounter was over. And like Linda, men in black suits came to visit Connie. They asked her questions about what she had seen wanting to know every detail. But then they warned her, do not tell anyone else about what you have experienced. One night, a local contractor was outside when he saw a dark figure hanging out in a field near his house. So he got his flashlight and headed out to see what it was. And when he shined his flashlight on it, he saw eyes glowing back at him that reminded him of bicycle reflectors. After his German Shepherd disappeared, he was sure this glowing-eyed creature was responsible. Two volunteer firefighters who were very well-respected in the community saw what they thought was a man-sized bird with these same glowing red eyes. The descriptions of this thing varied slightly, but a few things were consistent. The Mothman walked on its hind legs and was taller than the average man, about six to seven feet tall. It had large wings, but no feathers and an eight to 15 foot wingspan. And when it flew, it took off like a helicopter, flying straight up into the air instead of taking a running start. And crazy enough, it never flapped its wings. That's what's truly bizarre to me about the Mothman, is the fact that it seems to have an unnatural way about it. Like it doesn't seem to be a a natural creature Mm -hmm. of this planet.
0: It seems like it kind of hovers like a UFO and moves like a UFO at fast speeds. And yeah, that's kind of what I get.
1: It's almost like it's able to defy gravity in some yeah. ways. Like it's got this special abilities to it where it's not beholden to, you know, the laws of physics here on right. Earth. And it's able to just kind of move all over the place, but also disappear. And like you said, it's movement mimics what a, what many UFOs do. One woman told people close to her that she had to fight off the Mothman when it tried to steal her six-month-old baby. She was so terrified after this, she refused to report it to the police. A shoe salesman named Tom Urey saw the Mothman while driving near the TNT area. He saw it take off like a helicopter and fly right over his car. And then it started circling in the sky like a vulture waiting for its prey to die. Tom kept driving, And the Mothman kept up with him, even at 75 miles per hour. And the most terrifying part of the sighting was that Tom was driving a convertible. And he kept thinking that this creature would bust right through his top and pull him out with its giant claws. And despite all of these sightings that kept happening, the police weren't doing anything. So groups of locals, up to 1,000 people, started going out at night in order to hunt for this mysterious Mothman. Everyone in the area either saw it firsthand or knew someone who did. And there was no doubt to anyone that the Mothman was very real. Most people who looked into the glowing red eyes suffered some sort of side effect afterwards. Some witnesses experienced eye burn after looking at it. Their eyes were dry, red, and swollen, and they felt like sandpaper and just watered nonstop. It's also crazy though, is that people all over town started experiencing strange, paranormal events. Some people experienced lost time. Again, much like an encounter with a UFO. A young couple was in their car when they saw a hovering blue ball of light outside, and they watched it for a few seconds, but when it disappeared, they realized they had been watching it for two hours. Others got the same strange phone calls that kept happening to Linda. They would answer these calls only to hear beeping and screeching noises, And sometimes the calls were interrupted by static or just disconnected altogether without warning. And the static interrupted TV signals and even police
0: radios. Interesting. This thing is so powerful that it can affect radio frequency and its surroundings, which another uh, thing of UFO activity. Yep. And not only that, there's
1: just a straight up increase in UFO sightings during this time. Cars broke down, randomly, with no explanation why. And everybody was on edge, as you can imagine. I mean, this is pretty scary to think about. Those who saw the Mothman felt confusion and fear that could even last for months at a time. People started to get premonitions that something awful was coming, and they felt this overwhelming sense of impending doom, especially right after a Mothman sighting. In early December, 1967, the strange feeling that something bad was coming got worse. And more and more people were starting to have that feeling of impending doom. Several people saw the Mothman flying one day, hovering over the Silver Bridge, which connects West Virginia and Ohio and bridges the Ohio River. During rush hour on Friday, December 15, 1967, the bridge was even more backed up than usual. The traffic lights in Point Pleasant were malfunctioning all day and caused delays and slow-moving traffic around the bridge. And before 5 o'clock, the bridge started to shake. There were dozens of vehicles crossing non-stop, mostly truck drivers and people heading home after a long week or just kicking off the weekend with Christmas shopping. Some noticed strong vibrations and heard loud creaking sounds while driving across. And weeks before, drivers had reported feeling unsafe when stopped on the bridge because when standing still, they could feel it wave back and forth in the air. But just after 5 o'clock, the shaking got worse and a young pregnant woman named Charlene Wood made the split-second decision to put her car into reverse and try to back up. The shaking became so violent, that Charlene's car stalled before she was able to make it off the bridge. And then that's when she heard a sharp blast, almost like the sound of a shotgun. And within one minute, the entire bridge crumbled in front of her eyes. The drop off was only about four feet in front of her car. Literally shattering into a million pieces this bridge. Of the 37 vehicles on the bridge that day, 31 dropped into the freezing water, carrying 64 people, and 46 people died, and another 9 were seriously injured. 90% of this bridge fell 104 feet into the river, and some of the victims' bodies weren't recovered for weeks or months, and there's even two individuals that were never, ever found. And this is actually the deadliest bridge disaster in US history, and the official cause was an undetectable crack only three millimeters deep. If that isn't crazy, then I don't know what is. That is absolutely wild. And the fact that people almost predicted that this was gonna happen, they had this overwhelming feeling that something on this bridge is gonna go terribly wrong. And instead of cables of steel wire, the bridge used eye bars or steel plates, which were held together with pins. And when one of the eye bars fractured, a pin felt loose. And I-bars were used because they're cheaper than cables, and only two I-bars were used in each section. Other I-bar bridges use up to eight per section. And the only way anyone could have found this fracture would have been to take the whole Bridge apart, which is impossible to do without it collapsing. So, this disaster, some say, was inevitable due to this flaw in its engineering. But not everyone thinks so. The Mothman showed up around Point Pleasant 13 months before the collapse, and there were sightings of the Mothman around the bridge just days before. So, some believe the Mothman came as a warning and tried to prevent the bridge collapse. Maybe it tried to put the visions in people's minds of it collapsing so someone could stop it. But at the same time, many people just felt the vague feelings of danger or impending doom in the days leading up to this disaster. And it's possible this feeling of doom could have been caused by infrasound or sound wave frequencies that are too low for people to hear. Even though we can't hear them, they still have a powerful effect. It even interrupts normal sleep patterns and wreaks havoc on the central nervous system. It can cause feelings of anxiety, vertigo, disorientation, nausea, and even vibrations in our inner organs. And high-volume infrasound can cause organ rupture and death. So the Mothman may have been using infrasound as a tool to try to warn people. Or it might have just made a noise at a frequency people couldn't hear, not knowing the effect it had on humans or just not caring. But still, the Mothman might've saved some people that day. There were multiple stories of close calls, like the group of carpools from the Goodyear plant in West Virginia. They drove over the bridge every day around 5 p.m., but on the day of the collapse, they got a flat tire, and the mechanic couldn't figure out what had caused the flat. Then there were malfunctioning traffic lights. The Mothman was known to interfere with electrical systems, and maybe this could've been a failed attempt to keep people off the bridge from not understanding how our traffic and roadways work. Those who were terrified by Mothman sightings disagreed, arguing that it was there to cause the tragedy and not prevent it. And the interference of the traffic lights was the Mothman making sure there were as many people as possible on the bridge when it collapsed. After the bridge disaster, sightings of the Mothman in Mason County pretty much stopped, which is so bizarre. Some good did come from this tragedy though, The National Bridge Inspection Standards were created to prevent something like this from ever happening again. And these new standards have theoretically saved thousands of people from dying in similar disasters. And eventually the Silver Bridge was replaced with the Silver Memorial Bridge, about one mile from where the original collapsed. So there's a lot of people who have mixed feelings about the Mothman. Many think that he is this harbinger of doom and other people think he's almost a hero. So let's go ahead and get into some of the theories about what this Mothman may actually be. All right, we're back. Let's talk about some theories about the Mothman because there's some very interesting ones out there. So many people still insist that the Mothman showed up as a warning or to somehow do good. And they feel it's like a precognitive being, meaning it knows when something terrible is about to happen. Some have theorized that the Mothman is an interdimensional being from some other plane of existence. And it crosses into our dimension, either as a warning or in order to cause chaos, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I think we've talked about this before with UFOs and aliens, but this idea, we all know that there's multiple dimensions of things. I mean, our universe and just our very reality is made up by all these planes of existence. I mean, we're finding out more and more as time goes on that everything is far more complex. Mm
0: -hmm. And it could be another example of a shapeshifter, which we've seen in lots of different cases before. So,
1: Yeah, that's a a good point. So maybe this thing is shapeshifting from an ordinary human being into this Mothman, or it's shapeshifting as it interdimensionally travels, which honestly, I'm kind of a a believer in this idea of interdimensional beings and there are being some types of creatures some types of beings that are capable of affecting real things in our reality and if you've ever looked into interdimensional bleeding and things like that there's a very real possibility that this other plane of existence the spiritual realm whatever you want to call it can sometimes bleed into our reality and therefore things like the mothmen like ufo's like aliens even or even talking about spirits we're talking about you know what people call demons or angels or other types of spiritual beings have this ability of sometimes coming into existence in a way a physical form where they actually manifest in a way that we can see them but they have this ability to instantly retreat back into their plane of existence which makes sense for why they can disappear they can do all defy gravity they can fly around when they should be flapping its wings to fly. This thing can just hover around like a hovercraft. So it, it kind of makes sense. But another theory that's out there is from the curse of Cornstalk. And Cornstalk was a powerful Native American chief who disliked war and made peace with the white settlers after a major battle where both sides lost many men. But in 1777, after they had a peace treaty, the British tried to recruit the tribes and Cornstalk still wanted peace so he went to warn the settlers in Point Pleasant. He ended up being taken hostage along with a few other members of the tribe, and they were used as bargaining chips. They were treated well, and Cornstalk even helped them map out the area. But everything fell apart when a white man was killed by Native Americans. Angry settlers murdered Cornstalk, his son, and two other Native Americans as revenge. Cornstalk was actually shot eight times before he finally fell. And it's believed that as he died, he placed a curse of death and destruction on the town for the next 200 years. So people think multiple tragedies in and around the Point Pleasant area were caused by this curse. There was a coal mine disaster in 1907 that killed 310 people. In 1944, there was a tornado that killed 150 people. And then of course, there's the collapse of the Silver Bridge. If Chief Cornstalk sent the Mothmen to destroy the bridge and terrify the town, maybe this thing is even a thunderbird. In Native American culture, this is a huge menacing bird-like creature that causes strong winds and thunderstorms just by flapping its wings and shooting lightning from its eyes. And just before the bridge collapsed, people on either side said they heard a sonic boom. It sounded like a sudden and sharp explosion. And the shock waves of this boom generated so much energy that they caused severe damage to this already weak structure. One woman on the Ohio side of the bridge was on the street waiting for a light. The shockwave shook the ground and a light post came crashing down on top of the car behind her. The sonic boom could have been caused by the Mothman's or the Thunderbird's powerful wings. But according to eyewitnesses, the Mothman never flapped its wings to fly. It just glided through the air. And maybe that's because one flap of its wings could cause massive destruction. On the other side, skeptics have all sorts of explanations for what the Mothman really is. Scientists claim the Mothman was just a lost weather balloon. That's the, always the, the famous one, right? Everything that's unidentified in the sky is a damn weather balloon. Really. Since when did you see a weather balloon that's got glowing red eyes? Never. I've never even fucking seen a weather balloon. Who's seen a weather balloon? I have never seen one either. Who's been driving like oh is that a UFO? Oh no it's just a, it's it's, just a weather balloon. It's a nine news weather balloon. Like uh, no. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that excuse that skeptics give for unidentified objects. They're always like it's a weather balloon. No. This is funny. Some people said it was a teenager in a Halloween costume <laughs> who was running through the forest.
0: Oh. somehow
1: with a little jet pack on yeah, flying through the no sky way. like come on man
0: especially like hovering around the cars and those cars going like 100 miles an hour come on this like, is
1: not i mean there's too many reported sightings for the, somebody would have caught this dude mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> would have caught and beat beat this guy up for oh, trying yeah. to scare him definitely and there's no way a teenager in a costume could be flying around <laughs> or even have glowing red eyes mm-hmm. it's the most ridiculous explanation for the mothman he's flying
0: around like he's on harry potter on a broomstick or some shit (laughs) no not happening man no not happening
1: others have said this is just a case of prolonged mass hysteria that affected almost the entire town of point pleasant for over a year which i guess i mean it does happen mass hysteria does happen it is possible that somebody thought they saw the mothman and then all of a sudden everybody else thinks they saw the mothman Because one person did. I mean, it does happen. So it is a logical explanation. But the most persistent explanation, and many say likely explanation, is that Mothman's just a bird. And there's been multiple species of birds suggested. But no birds fit the description of any Mothman sighting. Not even by a long shot. The Mason County Sheriff's Department said the first reported sighting was probably a shite poke heron. And obviously in West Virginia, there's multiple kinds of herons, but most of them are pretty small. Nowhere near a man-sized, a six to seven foot heron. I don't think so. The tallest is the great blue heron, and those are only about four feet tall, and are mostly gray and white with long extended necks. A West Virginia University professor and wildlife biologist said it could be a sandhill crane, which can be about three or four feet tall. And the professor believed the crane's red forehead was the red eyes of the Mothman. He said if someone had never seen this bird before, they might think it was a flying man. Let's look at this Sandhill Crane for a second, okay? Sandhill Crane. Really? This is the Mothman, uh, huh? There's
0: no way. No.
1: I mean, I get the red eyes maybe, but but come on, people are not going to be... Freaking out, driving back three times to an area to look at a damn crane.
0: Definitely not. And the Mothman had no neck.
1: Yeah, It was huge. Yeah. I mean, the details of this from multiple eyewitnesses say this thing was six to seven feet tall, big black wings, nothing like a heron or crane or any type of bird. I just don't. I I don't get it. I mean, obviously, there's people can always try to make some sort of rational explanation for this, and I guess you could say a bird, but I don't think anybody's getting scared of a bird. No way. Whether it's at night or the day, and it, this thing definitely doesn't have glowing red eyes. Even the largest bird in North America, the whooping crane, is at very most about five feet tall, and none of these birds have glowing red eyes. Some people have suggested that the Mothman could have been a barred owl. The species has large eyes that reflect as much light as possible for better night vision. But even the largest barred owls aren't even two feet tall. Again, what what if there was a big ass bird six to seven feet tall, I think we would have discovered
0: it by now. Mm-hmm. I think
1: we would know. I think biologists would be like, yeah, it was that bird. It was the moth, moth bird. <laughs> right. No, it just does not seem likely that it was a bird. Plus, the people of Point Pleasant weren't from a big city. It was a rural area with lots of wildlife and wooded areas. They'd, of course, be familiar with all the wildlife in their area, having lived there for a very long time. And they would know what it would sound like. And this thing had screeching noises. It had paranormal abilities that no natural creature could ever do. So if it was a bird of some sort, it'd have to be some sort of mutant bird that grew to this freakishly large size and developed some pretty strange features. So going back to the TNT area, at this old munitions plant, they may have illegally dumped chemicals into the surrounding wetlands. And in the 1970s, the whole area was deemed an environmental disaster by scientists, and it was so bad that the EPA had to come in for a large-scale cleanup. These chemicals were dumped in the 1940s and it had decades in order to mutate the wildlife in the area. And some even think since the 1940s, the government has been using this area in order to conduct secret tests and experiments. So maybe the Mothman is a result of some sort of mutant creature as a result of the chemicals that were dumped into this area. But then again, I think there'd be a lot of mutant creatures running around. It wouldn't just be the Mothman. It'd be the squirrel man. It would exactly. be, the, you know, the, the deer man, the goat man would be running around <laughs> yes. this area. All of
0: them would be there.
1: I mean, cause chemicals are, you know, radioactivity chemicals mm-hmm. are going to affect multiple biological creatures. There'd probably be more weird where
0: things going no, on there. maybe sure. there has been.
1: I mean, there probably honestly has been, but,
0: but I would think too much radiation would just end up killing something. Right. Would time, it be, this so. thing seems
1: intelligent to me. Mm-hmm. So there is a possibility that maybe the Mothman was actually created in a lab in order to be experimented on and used as a secret weapon for the military. And this is a very interesting concept to me because I think that there is a likelihood yeah. of experimentation of, Crossing animals with humans, I think that's a very logical idea that some sick agency out there would want to experiment with. Yeah, because I mean, imagine if you 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 know if you're a military and you have this hybrid being that is half bird, half man, and in and in some way, shape, or form, you've been able to give it these crazy abilities. You've been able to take the best of both and put them together, and all of a sudden, you've got this like super super creature that could be this ultimate weapon for you yeah exactly it's pretty pretty interesting to think about and it seems plausible to some extent and obviously the mothman would make a really good weapon it could disorient the enemy with infrasound or cause mass destruction by just flapping its wings so you get those sonic booms and maybe agents could have lost control of this experiment and the mothman escaped maybe which would it make sense for the, yeah, that uh, sounds more the realistic, men in black fits yeah, right. the, the whole men in black narrative that people who saw the mothman experienced mm-hmm. makes sense for why they'd visit him, Or maybe it was created for an experiment on the public. Maybe this is like a psychological experiment in order to test how people would react to a strange phenomenon like this. In 1966, a writer by the name of John Keel visited point pleasant in order to research UFO sightings for an article he was writing for none other than the Playboy magazine. Who knew Playboy magazine had paranormal articles in it? That's a new new one to me. I had no idea about that.
0: Yeah, me neither. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I guess it caters to men. Huh? <laughs> I guess so. A little bit of everything in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got your <laughs> UFOs, got your ladies in there.
1: <laughs> guess that probably sold real well. Oh yeah. But there were dozens of UFO sightings all along the Ohio River that year. And what he found out was even more fascinating. Every person in Point Pleasant had either seen the Mothmen or knew someone who did. He interviewed tons of witnesses about their firsthand experiences and investigated the possible connection to the Silver Bridge collapse with Mary Heyer, a journalist who worked for the Ohio newspaper. And Mary actually said she was visited multiple times by the men in black and that they threatened her and told her to stop poking around the town and to stop talking to other witnesses. And this just made Mary look even harder as she knew there was something going on. She needed to find out what. John also consulted with prominent cryptozoologist, Ivan Sanderson and documentary producer, Fred Freed. And one by one, these professionals who helped John research and told the story of Mothman started to mysteriously die. Mary died of a short illness on February 15, 1970, and she was only 54, and John wrote that they had a lot of strange experiences together during the investigations that they never told anyone about. Apparently, up until her death, the Men in Black continued to show up and threaten her. Ivan was diagnosed with cancer and died shortly after on February 19, 1973, and he was only 62 years old. Fred and John were planning a project together about the strange occurrences in the Mothman area when he died of a sudden heart attack in March, 1974, he was only 53. And if the Mothman or some other force was trying to kill off the researchers to keep them quiet, it didn't work because John's book, The Mothman Prophecies was published in 1975 and really put the Mothman on the map. And he hypothesized that the earth is filled with windows or portals to other dimensions or other worlds, and beings can cross into our world through these windows. And this theory has also been used to explain why people sometimes go missing without a trace. Their bodies are never found because they accidentally fell through one of these windows into another world. Which this reminds me of the whole Missing 411 series and the phenomenon surrounding people disappearing in national parks, which we'll have to do an episode about that on here. We should. Because it's really, really strange that there's all these disappearances in national parks and they're never found. Wow, I mean they do yeah. huge search and rescue missions and Not bodies trace, are never found. Uh, yeah. No traces and and you think animals or something. nothing. No trace of them they it's like they disappeared into thin air.
0: So that's really super interesting, interesting. yeah.
1: So it really kind of you know validates this idea of interdimensional portals or windows that you could fall through into other dimensions or other worlds. So this means that the same thing could happen to a creature like the Mothman. Maybe it fell into our world accidentally and either decided to keep visiting or got trapped here. Or maybe intelligent beings like the Mothman can come through the windows for entertainment. In all of this chaos, maybe it was just the Mothman having fun and fucking with us. If people knew about portals to other worlds, we'd probably end up using them for entertainment too. Or some sort of extreme sport. Or ultimate adrenaline rush. Kind of sounds fun to me, but super scary at the same time what if you can't get back? Right. What if you fall into
0: another dimension, another world, and that's it? It Reminds me of the Insidious movies again. <laughs> I'm getting off track, I know, but dude. God damn,
1: dude, that's a oh God, that just reminds me. God,
0: they have to come back to the light, yeah, or else yeah, they're yeah. lost forever. Maybe it's like that, though. Could that's, be, man.
1: The Men in Black may have been created to keep this secret, prevent people from misusing these portals, and clean up after any otherworldly creatures that come through. And if the area around Point Pleasant has a portal, it would explain why so many strange things have happened there. These portals would also explain why there are sightings of mothmen and cryptids all over the world, but were never able to find them and trap them. And over the years, creatures that fit the description of mothmen have been given other names. In 2006, multiple people in Wisconsin saw what looked like an enormous flying human with glowing eyes, which they called it Manbat and from April to July 2017, there was the largest number of sightings ever in one area in Chicago. There were over 20 reports of a winged humanoid, and every week there was another sighting, and people started calling it the Chicago Mothman. The descriptions were consistently a six to seven foot tall figure with large wings, and for at least six years before the Chicago Mothman started showing up weekly, similar sightings happened all along the shores of Lake Michigan so much so that they called it the Lake Michigan Mothman. People have seen the Mothman before other tragic events and not just the Silver Bridge collapse. This reinforced the idea that the Mothman knows or senses when tragedies are about to happen. On September 10th, 1978, 36 workers at a mine in Freiburg, Germany saw what they thought was a tall man in a trench coat at the entrance of the mine. And when they got closer, they saw the trench coat was a pair of massive black wings and as this thing opened its wings it shrieked and it sounded like 50 men screaming over the sound of a train's emergency brakes and after this all the men stepped back but the shrieking figure didn't move and the miners were too scared to go anywhere near it instead of going inside the mine to start working they worked outside hoping this thing would eventually leave but about an hour later A massive underground explosion collapsed the entrance to the mine. And when the men ran over, all they saw was smoke and flames. And the shrieking figure was gone. Investigators later determined that if the 36 workers had been inside the mine, when they were supposed to be, that they would have all died. So they were literally saved by this shrieking being. In April 1986, tragedy struck at the Soviet Union during a routine safety check at the Chernobyl nuclear plant. One of the nuclear reactor cores ruptured, causing a steam explosion and fire that released radioactive contamination into the air. 68,000 people were evacuated and dozens died in the immediate aftermath. This was the worst nuclear disaster in history, and the Mothman was there witnesses saw a man-sized creature with beaming red eyes flying over the town and chernobyl workers saw it gliding over the plant they ended up calling this thing the black bird of chernobyl everyone who saw it had horrible nightmares and several reported threatening phone calls and hang-ups that's crazy even chernobyl that's another one we got to do is chernobyl
0: definitely
1: but the mothman was spotted around another bridge disaster in minneapolis in august two thousand seven. The 35W Bridge collapsed during rush hour. 13 people died and 145 were injured. And during the month before the disaster, multiple people saw a figure that fit the Mothman description flying over the bridge. In 2009, residents of a city in Mexico started seeing a tall man-like figure with huge wings and bloodshot eyes. A young student said the figure chased him for 15 minutes, and two girls heard it shriek while they were walking in an apple orchard. And it was around this time that the cases of the swine flu started rapidly increasing in the area. The Mothman was also spotted in New York City, flying around the Twin Towers just five days before the 9-11 attacks. It was spotted again gliding through the smoke after the first tower collapsed. After each disaster is over, the Mothman sightings stop, which leads more and more people to believe that whatever this thing is, it's here to warn us of some sort of impending doom. But since all this, the Mothman has become an important part of West Virginia folklore, and it's the reason why Point Pleasant became a major tourist destination. By 2002, tourism had grown so much that the town started the Mothman Festival, making millions of dollars from about 15,000 visitors each year. And even after this, The Mothman Prophecies, the movie came out, which is based on the book in 2002. In 2003, a 13-foot statue of the Mothman was erected in Gun Park, and downtown Point Pleasant, in which they renamed this spot to Mothman Park. It's a badass statue, man. That is. I love the
0: design That's really on that. cool.
1: A retired welder actually made the statue. Interviewed dozens of eyewitnesses and only included characteristics they described. So this thing's like made to scale. The statue has upper and lower fangs, sharp claws. This thing's got six-pack abs, it dude. Does. I don't want to fuck with the Mothman, no. man. And red eyes the size of footballs. Damn. That's a scary statue. And by 2005, even more people started coming to see this statue. So the town opened up the Mothman Museum, which attracts thousands of visitors. And people spend hours studying the exhibits and reading the original handwritten statements and depositions from the sightings in the 1960s and drawings of the Mothman. So this is like a big deal. I mean, it's crazy how much firsthand accounts there are, and and drawings and people who have witnessed this creature. Local seniors who visit the museum talk about their firsthand accounts of the Mothman decades ago. And for a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever told anyone outside their immediate families. In 2016, a man who recently moved to Point Pleasant pulled over when he saw a strange creature jumping in the trees. And it didn't look like any animal he'd ever seen. So he took a few pictures. It had long legs like a man and large wings with pointed tips. And when he started showing the pictures around town, he learned about the legend of the Mothman. Locals have studied the pictures and are positive it's the real thing. And they believe that the Mothman is still hanging around Point Pleasant. So Point Pleasant brings all sorts of people there. Believers and skeptics in order to come and hope to get a glimpse at the infamous Mothman. And for many people, it's their favorite cryptid. Honestly, it's probably my one of my favorite cryptids for sure.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same. It's just, there's actually
1: a lot of evidence for it. There's a lot of eyewitness statements. There's a lot of descriptions of it. Mm-hmm. More so than many other cryptids out there. And there's even an online petition which I'll link below that's been signed by thousands of people to replace all of the confederate statues in the US with Mothman statues like the one in Point Pleasant as well as with other statues of famous cryptids. I'm totally down for that. That'd be so cool if you go, if you go to the Colorado uh capital and they've got a big old statue of bigfoot yeah, out
0: there that'd be so sick that'd be
1: sick like a life-size welded just like that what that moth ah, that well, would it be is so cool oh yeah oh i not really like that screw the confederates like let's get the let's get the cryptids out there man they deser- more people need to know about yeah they, they deserve a statue they do <laughs> yeah. definitely do so that's the story of the mothman there's probably a lot more out there that i even get a chance to cover but this is a very good place to start. So I wanna know, do you believe in the Mothman? Do you think there's a possibility that the Mothman is some type of interdimensional creature? Or maybe it is this mutant hybrid being that the military created? I wanna know what you think. I think, personally, I think it's very possible this is some sort of interdimensional being. I think there's could definitely be these windows or portals across mm-hmm. our planet that sometimes let through things from other dimensions or other worlds i think that seems very possible
0: yeah. and i think this could definitely be a skinwalker or you know something who knows like that. i mean so, it
1: could be something like that it could be something uh, ancient for all we know i mean who really knows true true yeah <laughs> who really knows <laughs> who or knows it could just be a fucking bird yeah. I mean, and everybody got it twisted from the right. beginning and it could be a giant turkey all over again maybe it's the damn turkey <laughs> these damn turkeys and maybe people just didn't realize wild turkeys fly and yeah. that's that's what it is so True. i don't know who knows <laughs> who knows but let us know what you guys think and hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the lights out podcast if you did we'd love for you to subscribe make sure you subscribe to us on apple podcasts and on youtube we'd really appreciate it you can also follow us on spotify and on Twitter and Instagram at LightsOutCast. But until next time, guys,
0: Lights Out, everybody.